0: of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host for today, William Ingles, and we are here to talk Week 12 matchups between the Chicago Bears and the New York Football Giants. And I'm just going to get right into things here. We got matchup number one here, Buster Screen versus Golden Tate. This is very similar to a matchup we had last week with Buster Screen going up against Cooper Cup. And I thought for the most part he did a really good job, obviously. There was that one splash play that set up the Rams for one of their uh, three total scores on the night, but... Overall, you know, obviously the Rams had a number of of shots um, to take and I thought overall Buster Screen did a good job, but he's facing another really good slot receiver this week in Golden Tate in just six games, the six games that he's played this year, uh, a lot due to his four-game suspension. Uh, At the beginning of the year, he has 33 receptions, 417 yards, and three touchdowns. That sounds like a season total for a Bears receiver at this point, Um, but obviously He's been a spark to this team. Uh, he's been a spark to this offense, and he's someone that uh, Daniel Jones has uh, definitely bought into right away as far as throwing to him and trusting him as a target. So a big matchup here, a receiver that Daniel Jones will undoubtedly be looking for, especially on a lot of third downs and a lot of big plays as well. He trusts Golden Tate to come down with a lot of footballs for him. And at this point of the year, he has, for the most part, uh win called upon. So obviously Buster Screen here going to be called on a lot to cover golden tate as he likes to line up in the slot a lot he can line up outside but recent years in his career he's been even more effective from the slot so i bet you that's where uh the giants try to create some separation for him try to create some easy throws for daniel jones so a big matchup one here when it comes to kind of the energizer for this uh, new york giants team when it comes to the passing game specifically Um, The next matchup is a little bit unique. Um, I have whichever Bears receiver faces DeAndre Baker corner for the New York Giants. And really, I have DeAndre Baker on here. But really, uh, anyone outside of Janoris Jenkins, uh, when I look at this, uh, Janoris Jenkins, I think, is the only really proven corner on this Giants football team. So for me, it's the Bears utilizing their talent at receiver. They have so many receivers. And I understand the quarterback's been a big issue this year when it comes to utilizing that talent. I understand Anthony Miller's struggled with running the correct routes at times. I, underst- I understand, uh, you know, some of the drops that have happened. But when I look at this team, I think of this as a matchup that you take advantage of, no matter how things are going for your team. You know, you're taking your studs and putting them, you know, where the other team really doesn't have a lot of talent. And for me, that is the cornerback position for the New York Giants. They have some decent players uh, at the safety position. Uh, we'll get to one of them in a later matchup, and uh, and then Jabriel Peppers as well. I think is I think is a good safety. I think uh, I think he's a little bit of a tweener between you know a slot corner and a safety. But overall, I think he's played some good football for the Giants this year. But really, you got to take advantage of of scrubs when you get a chance to go against them. I mean, you saw exactly what happened when you take advantage of a thin position group. You go back to the playoff game, Bears versus Philly. You know, In that fourth quarter, Bears finally started to take advantage of the weakest part of that Philadelphia team, and that was their cornerback position. Hopefully, and especially with the safeties being better, hopefully you're seeing those uh, intermediate routes being worked a lot, especially over the middle of the field uh, specifically. You hope you see a little bit more of that, and that's ultimately something I think Nagy likes to do. So hopefully he can take a, a, a few... Uh, a few shots at these corners and try to uh, and then work some deeper shots across the sideline hopefully but if anything get whichever quarterback goes in which I, to all point to all signs at this point pointing that's going to be Mitch Trubisky this week uh, even if it's just getting him into a rhythm before trying to attack downfield a little bit more these are corners that I think you can be successful against running real routes not specifically running just you know quick screens tunnel screens bubble screens it's running actual routes, you know, whether it's curls, slants, or some deeper or some more uh, complicated concepts, maybe out
1: of a trip. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to five hundred dollars on select adjustable mattress sets, and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.
0: Sponge formation or so on. These are corners that have struggled at this point in the year, and I think that the Bears should take advantage of it. Uh, no matter who's going against DeAndre Baker or anyone else, I imagine they'll put Janoris Jenkins on. Uh, sorry, on Allen Robinson, just because of how successful he's been this year. But other than that, you got some really talented people. Whether that's you know Taylor Gabriel, whether that's Anthony Miller, whether that's Javon Wims, you know I doubt that we'll get to see Riley Ridley active this week. But you know the Bears have a have a a wealth of talent at that wide receiver position. It's about time we see it, especially against uh, like I said, a team that has such little depth at wide uh, sorry at cornerback. Going on to matchup number three, we have linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski versus Saquon Barkley, the dynamic running back for the New York Giants. And really, when I look at this, Nick Kwiatkowski's played really good football when he's been called upon. Uh, Obviously, when he first subbed it against the Lions, he had probably one of his best career games, uh, even though it was just in relief. Uh, And then... When he was called upon against the Los Angeles Rams, I thought he played relatively well. But what I think we saw in that Rams game is that the Bears opted for a nickel defense a lot of the time. uh, Or when they had the option to when the down and distance and Rams personnel kind of called for it. I think they want Kwiatkowski off the field, especially when it looks like the offense will try to make uh, Kwiatkowski play in space. Which, that's just not his strong suit. At an NFL level, he lacks some top-end speed. He lacks some change of direction. I think he's a great. uh, I think he's a great player when he uh, is going forward. Uh, But ultimately, I think the I think the Giants will try to get him to go side to side, cover in space. And you know, Saquon Barkley is someone who can really cover space a lot. He is really in every down back. Even uh, despite having an injury this year, he has uh, just north of 100 carries for 402 yards, two scores on the year, averaging about four yards a pop. Not quite as explosive, um, just kind of based on the fact that a lot of teams are game planning for Barkley to kind of carry the load. And then uh, as a receiver out of the backfield, you know he's going to be profession as well. 33 grabs, 258 yards, and a score there as well. So ultimately, you know what Saquon is going to be. I think the Bears will try to get uh, Kwiatkowski kind of out of those situations we're gonna have to, where he's going to have to cover a lot of space with Barkley on the field. But ultimately, it's. It, I think this is a matchup that the Giants will try to exploit, and it's going to be up to Kwiatkowski to kind of show his inside gap closed and then also be able to hustle to outside responsibilities as well as the play dictates it. So it'll be a difficult matchup for Kwiatkowski, but he's stepped up to this point this year. Anyone who's listened to me, you know, I think it was a year, maybe a year and a half ago that I that I kind of had a rant on Kwiatkowski and my lack of faith of him in as a starting option for the Bears. Um, But hopefully he's really stepped up this year. He's really made me eat crow, uh, as the saying goes. So hopefully he can continue to do that. Like I said, played really well this year. They've kind of kept him in the box for the most part, which which is where Kwiatkowski thrives, and that's where he should play. But I think the Giants will do his best whenever he's on the field to try to get him outside of that responsibility. So that's why it's one of my key matchups this week. On to matchup number four, we have Eddie Jackson versus Daniel Jones, the rookie quarterback for the New York Giants. And really for me, this is uh, this is a matchup where I hope Eddie Jackson kind of get some of that confidence back. You know, he got a bunch of bounces last uh last year. You know, it was a combination of great play and a little bit of luck. Um if you ask me, I uh, one of my buddies uh who works at the new who works in the newsroom with me, uh said that Minka Fitzpatrick is 2019's, you know, Eddie Jackson. I think that's a really good point because I think Minka Fitzpatrick has combined really good play with a little bit of luck, you know. And sometimes it's just how takeaways, it's just how touchdowns work. And that's why defenses like the 2018 Chicago Bears and 2006 Chicago Bears are so hard to replicate, even when you have the majority of the same players and the same talent there. I mean, there was... Some drop-off between uh, 2006 and 2007, obviously, there's been a drop-off between the 2018 Bears and 2019 Bears, despite there being very little change in personnel. Obviously, the injury to Akeem Hicks has done a lot for this year's version of the Chicago Bears. But overall, I think this is a matchup where Eddie Jackson can hopefully get some confidence back and kind of become one of those safeties that rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks in general really fear to face. Daniel Jones, you know, he's a rookie. He's been thrown into the fray of things with not the most talented team. Uh, And and that's shown. He's thrown eight picks this year. And uh, I had to make sure I looked this up to make sure it was right. He has fumbled 13 times. He recovered two of them. So technically, it's marked down as 11 lost fumbles on the year. Obviously, the fumbles part doesn't play in a lot to what Eddie Jackson does on the field. But it could be complimentary for him at the very least. Like I said, denying kind of that first read or denying those deeper reads making Daniel Jones kind of tuck that football down and allowing uh, the Bears pass rushers, which haven't gotten home a whole lot this year, but it allows them more time. You're going to have a guy like Daniel Jones who's maybe a little bit gun-shy at some points in the year, especially after throwing eight picks and being you know, kind of as turnover-prone as he is. Maybe at times you can shut him down just by showing your presence uh, kind of in that throwing lane. But of course... Uh, what Eddie Jackson really likes to do is whenever he gets the opportunity to play center field, which is probably one of my biggest gripes with Pagano's defense at this point, is taking Eddie Jackson out of that role that he played so well last year as far as the center field is concerned. Whenever he gets a chance to jump routes, hopefully he's able to kind of bait and switch uh, Daniel Jones on those kind of aspects. I think it's a matchup that plays in Eddie Jackson's favor. Hopefully he just gets some opportunities to kind of get that confidence back, that swagger back. I'm not saying he has; he's lost it by any means. But, you know, life's going a lot better when you're able to put some uh, ticks on the stat sheet when it comes to takeaways, and that's just not something Eddie Jackson's really been able to do this year. And this will bring us to Magic number 5, our Game Breaker of the Week. Uh, and this will be Matt Nagy, and, and kind of at this point, it, it's versus the world. Uh, obviously, what happened last week on national television with three and a half minutes left of the game you know, has been analyzed uh, just kind of beyond all belief to this point. You know, clearly the season has not gone to what the Bears expected. Trubisky's season has not taken, he has not taken the steps that all the fans hoped he would take this year. And and I know that that takes a weight on the team, but ultimately at the end of the day, I hold Matt Nagy to a higher standard when it comes to both the play calling aspect. And I know Trubisky's missed things. I know Trubisky inhibits you in some ways. But when you're an offensive genius, as Matt Nagy has been, you know, claimed to be, I think at some point you have to try to do things that, you know, makes your quarterback comfortable. And and really I think Trubisky out of the pocket is is a more comfortable passer. You know, I think letting him be able to go off script I think makes him a, a better quarterback. You know, I think your run scheme at times has been has been questionable to say the least. But I think overall, you know, Matt Nagy's thing has been B be U and and he has been an Andy Reid disciple, you know. I think at this point you know, you look, you look inside, and you're just, you just try to do anything to get this team going. And and at times, you know, that's required Andy Reid to hand over the play sheet and let other people call plays. Maybe it's allowing more input from the coordinators. You know, you got Mark Helfrich, who's been you know a really great offensive mind when it comes to the Oregon Ducks when he was the head coach there. You have a great offensive mind there. You know, there's a lot of talent on that offensive coaching staff, and obviously a ton of talent in Matt Nagy. I know a lot of people are starting to criticize him for this point, you know, for being smoking mirrors a lot from last season, but you know obviously a lot of people look at the trick plays, but really i think I think that there was a lot of repeatable offense in twenty eighteen, and I don't know what's gone away from it obviously i I know a lot of it's mitch. I'm not trying to take that aspect out of this conversation at all, but I do think a lot of this falls on Maggie's shoulders at the end of the day, obviously, the way he handled the quarterback situation is. Controversial, to say the least. But ultimately, you know what? You have Trubisky back in there this week. You have him against a very beatable team. You know, it's... At this point, you know, if you ask me, these next six games or so are are just... It's time to really evaluate where you're at at with Trubisky. You know, I don't think that uh, Chase Daniel gives you anything as far as, you know... If you're winning games, you don't have... Uh, a pick in the first or second round that's your own. We have the Raiders in the second round, but, you know, if you're winning games you're hurting your third round pick position at this point, so honestly, at this point, it's evaluating Trubisky, you know, even at the very sake of, you know, when it comes to maybe trade value at this point you know, it's So for me, it's Matt Nagy. What do you have in your quarterback? I understand you might not think he's the guy. I think that was pretty much set in stone the minute that he took Trubisky out of the game against the Rams when that game wasn't over. I mean, it didn't look good, but it was not over. You know, at this point, it's time to evaluate your quarterback in every way, shape, and form. Try to see what works. Try to see what doesn't. Maybe even learn a little bit about yourself as a play caller as well. So for me, it's Matt Nagy versus the world. Let's see what he can do with this team that's obviously... Pretty uh I wouldn't say I'm not sure if I'd say distraught, but I'd say uh the season has not gone to plan and I think that's weighing on their emotions. There's been a lack of accountability when it comes to the quarterback position, and I think that's had a weight on this receiving core. I mean there was a specific play against the Rams where Trubisky's scrambling out of the pocket and the receivers kind of just stand still. You know, I think I think this team uh is uh disgruntled, I I think is the word that I'm trying to come up with here. So I think it's up to your head coach as a, both an offensive mind to try to get the offense uh, back into things. That gets the defense going, like I mentioned,
1: complimentary. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from tempur our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to five hundred dollars on select adjustable mattress sets, and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.
0: Football on the Detroit Lions post-game show, uh, and and obviously uh, accountability when it comes to so and accountability when it comes to the quarterback position. You know, you could go on and on with uh, Matt Nagy and. Uh, Trubisky and kind of that pairing right now uh, when it comes to responsibility, when it comes to failures of expectations. But ultimately, I think this week goes on Matt Nagy um, a little bit, and uh, we'll see kind of how it plays out. So uh, that's my Game Breaker matchup. Now it's time for the weekly winning edge when we kind of go back and and look through the previous matchups and say who has an edge. So to Buster Screen and Golden Tate, I'm going to give this one to Screen. I think he's really proven that he can hang tough with uh, some really tough matchups. you know I think a lot of people uh, a lot of people when he was coming from New York were worried that he wouldn't be able to hold up and give up a lot of bad penalties. Um, to this point, that really has not been the case, and a lot of people said, well, maybe it's the pass rush that'll help cover up his weaknesses. Well, the pass rush hasn't been there so so he's really just held up on his own as a player, uh, just covering some really talented receivers and really one of the toughest defensive positions there are especially in today's NFL where uh, slot receivers are kind of like your weapon X. So I'm giving this one a screen. He's played really well so far this year. We'll see uh, how he does now against uh, Golden Tate, obviously another really good uh, player in that position. Uh, When it comes to whichever receiver faces DeAndre Baker or any other corner not named, uh, Janoris Jenkins, um, I'm going to give this one. I'm going to bet on the town of the Bears at this point. Um, I'm not sure if uh, the game plan will give them that opportunity. I'm not sure if Mitchell will give them that opportunity. But it's a matchup that clearly plays into the Bears' favor. Now it's just up to them to take advantage of it. Nick Kwiatkowski versus Saquon Barkley. I'm taking Barkley just as a player. If uh, And obviously there's a lot that goes into a run scheme. But if he's able to get Nick Kwiatkowski one-on-one in space, I'm betting on Saquon Barkley every day. Um, that's just not Nick Kwiatkowski's strong suit. So uh, now it's a 2-1 to matchup in favor of the Bears. Eddie Jackson versus Daniel Jones. I've given this one to Eddie Jackson all day. Uh, he hasn't had the greatest season statistically to this point. I think he's been kind of that one step behind when it comes to a lot of takeaways this year. I think he makes up that step this week. I think Daniel Jones more or less gives him that step this week um, to make up. And I think he'll come away with one or two in this game. Uh, three to one in favor of the Bears. Matt Nagy versus all. I don't know what's up with uh, Nagy this year, but I think the dysfunction continues as far as that offensive standpoint. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong on that. But uh, overall, I think this Bears team is is just at home against a rookie quarterback. He still have a very good defense out there. I think overall, this will be kind of a low scoring slugfest. Pretty uh, similar, if you ask me, to the Detroit Lions game. I favor the Bears in this one. Uh, but we'll see where exactly this game goes as far as kind of the ongoing narrative of this year, uh, the ongoing story of Trubisky, the ongoing story of Nagy. But I do think the Bears walk out of Soldier Field with another win uh, on on the season. What that means as far as playoff chances, meh. But, you know, we'll go from there. And uh, from there, you know, I'll be talking to you again. But until that time, Bear Down Chicago.